traditional orgasm, let's say it lasts, you know, nine to 12 contractions, nine to 12 seconds, and we've had an orgasm and that's great and it's over. But what we found is that with a totally relaxed body and a certain level of arousal, our bodies, especially as women, men can have it too, but especially as women, we involuntarily go into a state of orgasm. But when I started experiencing extended orgasm, it was like I would walk down the street and then, you know, kind of start feeling my genitals, not touching them with my hand. I'm in public, but like just sensing them. And then I would start to feel like, ooh, they're they're moving, you know, they're vibrating. And I was in a yoga class and like doing a forward bend, and I'm like, woo, you know, it's yeah. Our bodies have so much potential. Your bodies never have a problem being attracted to each other. It's our minds, our preferences, our insecurities, our psychology that gets in the way. You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn their cells on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, Dr. B here. And you know, before we jump into this show, I do wanna say something. We are at a precipice here. We all feel the tide, it's raging right now. And we get to choose how this plays out. We have the ability to shift outcomes in a positive direction, to ensure the health of ourselves, our families and communities improve that we become stronger and better beings, leading the way to greater well-being, and it can be done. And this is just the beginning, my friends. And if we want a new strength to arise in our minds, in our hearts, in our communities, and in our immune systems, we must open ourselves to a new way of thinking and doing things. We have to stop the fear-mongering, the backbiting, the finger-pointing, and come to that place within ourselves that aligns with something greater, which gives us the power to rise up which gives us the power to heal. And it starts with you. You have to come first here. Put your own oxygen max on first so you can help others then rise up to their own greatness. This all takes a new level of consciousness. This takes recognizing that you are the one. You are the one that gets to call forth your own healing potential so you can optimize your life. This gives rise to others following suit as they see the path is lit by the radiance of your own well-being. This is how we come together and rise up. If you're ready to be a part of this team, to take action towards your own greatness, to begin honing the foundations of creating sustainable action, to improve and empower the function of your immune system, digestive system, nervous system, and optimize yourself for greater vitality and yesness in your life, click the link below and let's chat. Book your complimentary consult and let's figure out how to do this together. As I rise, you rise. As you rise, they rise. You are so needed more than ever right now. Let me hold your hand and let's all rise up together. Click the link below and schedule your complimentary consult. And I truly look forward to doing this with you. So much love. Hello, hello. Welcome 
to the ultimate biohack for women. Ladies, I'm really excited to bring you an incredible woman. You're going to love this. Uh, we're going to talk sex again. I know this is becoming a hot topic on the show, but I'm going to introduce you to a woman named Alicia Davon, and uh, she is sexy, sexy all the way. She's actually friends, really good friends with Allie Kegel, who is, or Kegley, excuse me, <laughs> who is, um, who I've interviewed before on the show, actually, uh, Alicia, I interviewed her last year. Mm. And she is the one that teaches essentially embodied dance. And I talk about it all the time. So um, if you've been into these conversations, ladies, you're going to really love this because we're going to take it to the whole nother level. We're going to talk about pleasure. And I'm just going to tell you to put your earbuds on if you have little kids around, because I'm not sure where this is going, but it's going to be hot, juicy and good. So um, yeah, my, my deep pleasure to invite you on the show and have you here, Alicia. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and just love your energy and love the connection with Allie and everything. So it's great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm just going to go through this little bio here. Uh, there's a lot here. I'm just going to kind of pare it down a little bit. But Alicia has a master's degree in integral psychology and focused on women's romantic and sensual expression as explored the power we as women have through the lens of relationship. She's trained as a therapist and led numerous women's groups devoted to female pleasure, relationship, and life before meeting Erwan, who is her husband now, who she started teaching with almost 20 years ago. So they have opened their personal path of discovery and share their most intimate realizations and practices with other people so that they can partake in those gems that they've discovered. So they offer, as a married couple, they offer both feminine masculine view on relationship throughout its evolution. So I'm really excited to be sharing this information with all of my listeners, uh, Alicia, because it's such a, it's such an interesting time when it, when it around relationship and how we self-care and, and put ourselves first or not in this moment in time. Like it's, it's just this incredible precious moment where we have this opportunity to start creating a new story for our life. And so that's, I'm sure that is what you are helping people do. So I am going to let you take it away. Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Sure. Yes. Yes. One thing I love that you're talking about this moment in time, because this moment in time is like a crazy moment in time. There's so much going on. And some of the things that you named in terms of self-care and putting others before us, that's like ancient for us as women. And then, you know, the current circumstances just tend to exacerbate that kind of thing. You know, when there's health crises and stuff going on and stresses just exacerbates these patterns that are already there and kind of woven into our DNA, you know, from just being women and our culture and, you know, it's just the way that it goes. And um, a little bit about how I got here. So I started the personal growth journey when I was 19. You know, I had gone to college and like wasn't quite acclimating and was going through some depression and stuff and found my way to a therapist. And then I found my way to this woman in Santa Barbara who led these like women's spirituality workshops. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was like way the youngest one there, but we would go to these nature spots and like 
be naked dancing in the moonlight and be in the hot tubs, like floating each other around and singing and going into um, sweat lodges and, and all this kind of stuff that was opening my eyes to the whole realm of the feminine and the feminine spirit that I had never really considered before. So that was like my first, ooh, yeah, this is kind of what I want to do with my life. And then fast forward, I you know graduated college and went to grad school and was planning to be a therapist. And then I was becoming obsessed, like during the second year of my graduate program, obsessed with female sexuality, you know, because I was, I don't know if you've, I can't, do have you studied psychology? Is that your? I, I have some understanding of it. Yeah. I'm not okay. a psychologist and I have some understanding of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I was only saying that because the cool thing about studying psychology is that you're basically studying yourself, like all yes. of the topics that we were presented with, we had to write papers and it was all about us and our own process. So I got to learn about myself and anyways, became like ravenous to learn about my own sexuality and how to have more pleasure. And I was like holed up in the library at the school I went to and like all the books were kind of old and outdated. And anyhow, one day a close friend of mine, Shana in my program said, hey, Alicia, I just met this guy named Erwan and he teaches this course and it's called the pleasure course. And there's this practice called extended orgasm. And like the women I know are experiencing so much pleasure in their relationships, this and that. I'm like, take me to this guy and introduce me. And long story short, I met Erwan who had started our organization 10 years prior to that. And months later, after I had gotten out of this other relationship I was in, so on and so forth, we started dating. And I was just amazed. So I can get into this later if we want. I discovered extended orgasm, which is basically a practice that, yes, it, it helps us. It's Men and women can both experience it, but let's just focus on women where we really can feel all of that pleasure that we have the potential to feel in our bodies. And it's a clitoral stroking practice. So I was discovering this, you know, dating Erwan, right? And then I was like, can I come visit one of your courses that you teach? Like, what is this thing that you do, the pleasure course? And so I visited and was sort of a participant there. And I remember sitting there on the third day and I had like seen a demonstration of a woman in extended orgasm and like was so high, no drugs, just naturally high. And I just decided then and there, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to join this organization. So I finished my master's and then started working with my boyfriend, which of course <laughs> comes with its uh, ups and downs, you know, I am working with your, your spouse is, is a challenge, but it's also really fun. So. Beautiful. Yeah. That's an amazing story. So I'm curious. So I know that we have all kinds of listeners on the show and there are listeners that are like, hell yeah, I would be right there too, doing all of that. <laughs> and then there's other listeners that are like, whoa, you were dancing naked in the moonlight and what? And, uh, because there's, you know, for a lot of women in our culture, there's this, um, mm, this uh, resistance or this limitation in how we're supposed to be, or this, this belief in how we're supposed to be as women on this planet and what it means to be an honorable woman, if you will. And mm -hmm. I was just wondering if maybe you could speak to a little bit around, you know, how, 
how do you help women come to, because I know you come up against this, how do you help women come to a place where they feel more comfortable in their own body that they could even conceive of the idea of taking their clothes off in front of people, much less uh, exploring extended orgasm? That's really, really a great point. And just so everybody knows, our classes that we teach, not only are they mostly online, but you don't take your clothes off. There's no nudity, you know, so you don't have to worry. You know, people are like, I'm, I'm getting off. This is too much. No, yeah, <laughs> it's a very safe environment. It's not just about sex and orgasm. It's about relationship and communication and really being awake and conscious in your relationship life. So I want to say that like as a context sure. and, and yes, we deal with that all the time. And there's a topic that we cover pretty regularly. We have a class called Mastery of Relationship, which is a weekly group coaching program online. Mm -hmm. And one of the key topics is female sexual psychology, because our psychology, like the way that we think and we feel as women is it's complicated, right? I mean, it's like, on one hand, there's somewhere in us that has turn on and desire and like appetite for sexuality and interest in that. And then there's another part of us that is like the opposite, you know, like non-sexual, we're not supposed to enjoy our bodies or enjoy pleasure or even have sex or talk about sex, you know, and a lot of that stems from sometimes religious upbringing or just our culture, it's kind of strange and funny about sex, or unfortunately, people have, you know, not great experiences around sex when they're growing up, either with parents or caregivers or other peers. So to really the way that we deal with it is to acknowledge both sides, because we have both. For most women, there's a split between our sexual self and our non-sexual self. So a lot of our work really centers around healing that split. So we, it's not like the goal has to be that you're like naked in front of the world or, you know, but just that you can experience your own sexuality freely as you want and, you know, have a, a healing of the, of the split between no, no and yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I think that's like so key. And I think you know, some women who are listening to this are like, oh my gosh, this is a little over the top. And then just like the split in the personality, there'll be the other women on the other end. Right. And, and the key to it all is healing because I know like for myself, I was hypersexual, especially as a younger person. And I had to learn how to like <laughs> slow that down a little bit and get my, get my feet on the ground and like, know like what's right for my body and have boundaries. Like I had to pull in from that direction and other women I know, and I've worked with plenty of them that have to pull, pull up from that. And I think that might be a harder, harder thing to do is, is come from a place of limitation. And, uh, like I just see, uh, chains around a woman and, and, and unable to access pleasure because it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's very, very common. So anybody listening that has that, like some kind of resistance or difficulty or feeling chained up or, you know, around sexuality, that's more common than not. And so 
that's why our work is so psychological. You know, the, the core of it is spiritual and psychological development because you can't skip over that. I mean, there's all these really fun techniques and experiences such as extended orgasm and learning to have chemistry with a partner or maybe somebody new you're dating and there's all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. But you've got to start with being where you are and being present with that and feeling and, you know, only then can you move from that to more freedom sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then so ladies, you know, as you're listening to this, if you can get just kind of you're kind of in that closed down group, if you could just kind of like just offer yourself an invitation of of where could I feel just a little bit more pleasure in my life? It doesn't have to be around sex, just in my life. Can I go outside and actually smell the flowers or enjoy and vibe in the beauty, put my face in a sunflower and just revel in its amazingness or just a deep breath? Like, can you find pleasure in that? And I think, do you agree with that? Like if you just start finding pleasure in the little things that you can begin to open yourself a little more to sexual pleasure? Yes, there's sensuality and there's sexuality. Of course, they're not completely, you know, separate from each other. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of of sensual enjoyment. And that includes enjoying things that appeal to your senses and surrounding yourself with that. And it's really good to take things slowly sometimes. I mean, there's, you know, for example, there's a lot of couples that we work with that, you know, the the drift is the chemistry dies down and maybe you have kids or you get, you know, caught up with other things and you turn around and you're like, oh my God, you know, where's the vibe? Where's the romance? And it's sometimes difficult even for people that have been together for a really long time to like jump back in the saddle and have intercourse, you know, and we have a whole set of touching practices, like sensual touching practices that you can practice and you can practice them alone. You can practice them with a partner that kind of like, it's like gradated. So you're not just going from zero to a hundred, but you're Mm. just inhabiting your own sensuality. And then you naturally get more turned on because the body does not have a problem being turned on. It's our minds, either distraction or stress or, you know, psychological issues and conflicts inside around, you know, is it okay to be turned on and that kind of thing. That's what gets in the way. So yes, I, I'm, I'm a fan of what you're talking about for sure. Sweet. So it sounds like you have a really good system in place to help women come from that place of, oh, I feel a little bit intimidated by all this or a lot intimidated to being able to open to their sexual expression even more. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's necessary because we're all in different places at different times around our sensuality. Hmm. So yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. Awesome. Okay. So let's tip it up a notch. <laughs> let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have this wonderful technique that we were discussing before we got on the call. And could you kind of give us some insight as to what this is and where mm. we're going? Yes. So a little bit of a, I'm going to give a broader context briefly. So the overarching thing that Erewhon and I are doing in our work is supporting singles and couples in having thriving romantic lives. So that's the context. And we have a method that we use for that that includes five parts. 
The first part is consciousness, which is bringing consciousness to our hidden psychological patterns like we were talking about, because those patterns are basically driving us, usually unbeknownst to us. You know, you might find yourself like getting into the same type of relationship over and over and wondering, why does this always end the same way? Why do I have the same complaints? Why do I feel the same way here or whatever? So bringing light to that second part is we call it contact, making contact with your deepest self, whatever you want to call that, you know, your spirit, your true self, your Buddha nature, your, you know, whatever the word is, your soul. From there, it's a really nice platform to then develop skills in chemistry, which is the third part, chemistry between the masculine and the feminine, unleashing that. The fourth piece we call choreography, which is learning how to dance through the stages of relationship successfully. You know, what are the ingredients, the skills for a successful romantic relationship in each stage? So that's the fourth. Then the fifth is cultivation of your sexual potential. And that is where we get into this signature technique that we teach called extended orgasm, which I'll focus on here. I wanted to give a little context for it first. So extended orgasm, this is me sharing my opinion. It's the cornerstone of an amazing sex life. And what extended orgasm is, like what is an extended orgasm? What does that even mean? I'll talk about the technique in a minute. But most of us define orgasm as um, like a peak, a, we call it traditional peak orgasm, like a climax, you know, like there you are, either when you're by yourself or with a partner, you, you're getting turned on, maybe you're stroking yourself or you're making out or whatever, then it, it increases the sensation and the arousal, then it kind of levels off. And then at a certain point, it, it peaks, it goes up and down. And maybe that's through tension, you know, rubbing fast or hard pressure or whatever it is we do, you know, to get there. And then you pop over the edge and there's a rapid set of contractions and it's like, ah, oh, you know, it feels, you know, there's the genital pleasure and the involuntary contractions, the release, you know, all of that, which some women can experience really easily. Other women are like, I've never had that. I've heard of this orgasm, but I just, you know, have never, or it's hard to. So everybody listening could be in different camps around that, but that's what we generally know as an orgasm. Now, the interesting thing is in the dictionary, it defines orgasm as the climax of sexual tension, which kind of sounds like short <laughs> and almost like an argument or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, so that, you know, that's orgasm. And then Masters and Johnson, which you may have heard of, these sex re researchers from the 70s, I think, they studied orgasm clinically, you know, back then, 40 years ago, and identified like 12 ish clinical signs, which means observable signs, like when someone's having and orgasm, what's happening in their body that we can see. So there's involuntary contractions in the genitals. 
there's engorgement of the erectile tissue, you know, the skin kind of swells up and nipples, certainly in the genitals, maybe lips. Um, there's increased heart rate. There's a light sheen of perspiration. There's darkness around the eyes. There's like 12 of these signs, right? So what we've discovered and Erwan began studying this lucky me, you know, before I met him, Sure, lucky you. <laughs> lucky me. I'm like, what? Is this real? Wow. And um, <laughs> yes. yay! so there's actually a way to extend those clinical signs. You know, because like I was talking about a traditional orgasm, let's say it lasts, you know, nine to 12 contractions, nine to 12 seconds. And we've had an orgasm and that's great and it's over. But what we found is that with a totally relaxed body and a certain level of arousal, our bodies, especially as women, men can have it too, but especially as women, we involuntarily go into a state of orgasm. So when our bodies are relaxed and we're aroused enough, you know, to a certain point, our bodies will just start having this, those signs, the involuntary contractions of the genitals, all those other bodily signs, you know, that sensation of pleasure and release. And it's no longer a matter of like an orgasm, but it's being in a state where your body's just let go. It's like the ultimate let go. And when we let go, there's that pleasure. So that's what's meant by extended orgasm. And one thing I want to highlight is relaxation because we often, you know, can go to get, you know, reach orgasm, reach the climax by tensing our genitals. And then, you know, our muscles get tired and let's go and these contractions happen or whatever. That's fine. It's just not our potential. And the interesting thing is that we can actually it's a natural um, capacity that we have to have this pleasurable orgasmic sensation running through our body. So I'll stop there to see what questions you have because there's so much I can talk about. You're melting. You're melting. I am. I am melting. And melting. I know. It's so good. I know. It is so good. You know, I, I love this conversation. It's funny. And I'm going to say this, and I've only told a couple of my friends this. Nobody really knows this about me because it's just a strange thing, I think. Um, but one of, one of my greatest loves are high-end sports cars. Like, I love high-end sports Like I have a goal next year to become a broker so I can start buying and selling them. Okay. So this is like, I love them. And my, my number one car is a Porsche. Like it just is probably because I've owned one and I haven't owned an Aston Martin, you know? Um, but I was telling my friend, we were, went out to eat the other day and there was this gorgeous, maybe the most gorgeous Porsche I've ever seen in my life. Like it was orgasmically gorgeous right like and that's how I feel about it when I I could just if I ride in a car like that I will have an orgasm like <laughs> I mm. seriously will my friend mm. is like seriously without touching yourself I'm like oh yeah I don't have to touch myself this is uh -huh. to turn on you know yes and I love it that you're having this conversation because you know really we can find that in a lot of different places. It doesn't have to be in the bed, on your back, with your hand, on your vagina, or a penis in your vagina, right? 
Right. Oh, I love that. I could totally picture you like riding in like a hot red Porsche and just your hair blowing in the wind. Love yeah, it. Love that it. Is, that's, that's really hot. Yes. And what you're saying is totally true. When I started experiencing extended orgasm, it was like I would walk down the street and then you know, kind of start feeling my genitals, not touching them with my hand. I'm in public, but like just sensing them. And then I would start to feel like, Ooh, they're, they're moving, you know, they're vibrating. And I was in a yoga class and like doing a forward bend. And I'm like, Woo, you know, it's yeah. our bodies have so much potential. Like I'll skip over to couples for a minute when couples are like, Oh, there's no more chemistry. Right. I mean, many people have, oh, we must not be good anymore. Maybe we need to know. No, your bodies never have a problem being attracted to each other. It's our minds, our preferences, our insecurities, our psychology that gets in the way. And when that's kind of worked through and you're deliberately connecting, like the chemistry is there and it's the same in our own bodies. So that's exciting because women often want to know, like, Where's my turn on? Where's my sex energy? I don't know. You know, it is right there. And with relaxation and practices and, you know, that type of thing, you can totally get back in touch with that. Yeah. Awesome that you said that. So what I'm actually hearing, and you can confirm if this is true, but what I'm hearing is that your turn on isn't out there. It's right. not your partner that's not turning you on. It's not the situation. It's not COVID. It's not all the things out there, right? Is that what you're saying? Where you have to like come back in here and find your own turn on, like allow yourself to be in your, your vaginal lips instead of feeling the vibration in that place. And I know that sounds like a really far away place for some women to reach, but I, I understand that's what you teach people to do. Am I on the right track here? Yeah, you're completely on the right track. And especially as women, we biologically are wired up to be the heat source, you know, in our romantic lives, like biologically, we go into heat. So if you have ever seen like a PBS special and watching some mammals, you know, like a female lion and a male lion and the female lion goes into heat, right? And then the male lion will traverse like miles and miles and miles and miles to respond to that heat. Now it's a little bit more, not, not a little, it's much more complex for human females and males, but it is the same in that our the turn on starts with us and the male is more of the responder. So if we're kind of looking like, okay, I need something out there to turn me on. There's certain things that can stimulate that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, there's no, no problem. Like if there's some kind of tasteful porn you like, or you just like to, you know, smell the incense and, and eat the little bite of chocolate and feel it melt on your tongue or, you know, be in nature, just touch yourself. You know, you can do things to stimulate that, but it's in us. We're the sorts of that in relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. But I can also hear people thinking right now, wait a minute, if I'm the source of it, why is it that my husband always wants to have sex when I don't want to have sex? Yes. So this is a very good question. So that could be happening for a bunch of different reasons. So 
and I'm talking right now in terms of like male and female and kind of in this heterosexual way. So I'm just saying that um, this is totally applicable to same sex couples because there's generally a kind of more masculine person and feminine person in those dynamics. So that's that I want to say that now often we as women are kind of cut off from our sexuality and he, the man might be noticing us and turned on by us, you know, the look of us, the thought of us, you know, it takes a woman or an image of a woman to, to turn a guy on. And so men generally don't have as many blockages to feeling sexual, feeling turned on, letting their partner know or expressing the interest. Women are, tend to be more conflicted about that. So that's one thing, like we're more conflicted about feeling it or showing it. You know, we have this interesting ability to kind of hide things from ourselves, you know, because of, you know, psychological conflicts and things. Men have less blockages to that. So they're more likely to want to, you know, initiate that. So, so that, that's, that's one thing that could be going on. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, one more thing I will say is because it's very common, you know, and I work with a lot of like new parents and I work with a lot of you know couples and also singles where, you know, the guy is often like, I want to have more sex. And like, she's not wanting or distracted or something. You, you have to meet the woman where she is. So like one of our jobs as a woman is to be open, like, okay, I'm open to feeling more. I'm open to enjoying more if I can have it how I want it, you know, which might look like sensual touch or massage or even a pleasant conversation. And it's a good job for the guy to meet the woman where she is and give her what she wants. Not like, Hey baby, let's like hop in the bed and have intercourse right now. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta meet the woman where she's at. Yeah. And you, you help couples understand how to do that with each other yes 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 totally it's complex you know I mean it there's complex. it's it's complex right yeah yeah and I, I think just for anyone listening or all of you listening that are like wow I wish my husband would do that that if you're having that thought that is the reason why you would call Alicia <laughs> like seriously <laughs> you need help and guidance if you really want that in your life you deserve to have it like if it's a desire then you deserve to have it and you should and you can do that and you need guidance it's probably not going to happen if it hasn't happened in the last x number of years of your relationship right or maybe it did in the beginning and you can't seem to get back there definitely get some help mm-hmm. yeah yes. I've had we've had sex therapists in our life and oh my gosh the amazing transformation that happens in one single session. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we speak a different language. No wonder why we haven't been connecting, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's, yeah, it's a very wise choice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think. Yeah. And I find that more often than not, and this is specifically around couples that the, the two people often have the same goal, but have a different way of going about it. Now I'll say something very general, which is, you know, if, if the guy is, um, yeah, I want to have more sex. I want to have more sex. Let's have sex. And the woman's, you know, very likely like, well, I want to feel connected. I want to feel safe. I want to feel like you're present and then I'll be turned on to have sex. So the guy's kind of starting with sex and the woman starting with the emotional connection, but 
both want both, <laughs> both yeah. want both, you know, and it's yeah. just a good idea to, you know, not, it's not, I'm a man lover. I'm not a man hater. Like, Oh, the man's desire. No, you know, but you just, you want to, you want to tend to the woman's desires and, and the woman's, you know, power could be in really being friendly and open and saying, Hey, I want this and I want that. And would you do it this way and that way, you know, and then the guy has an opportunity to pay attention. So, you know, there's so much about that. That's like masculine, feminine dynamics. We could talk yeah. for like two more hours. That's a yeah. really big takeaway. Like a really yes. big takeaway, like just being open to asking for what you need. Like, Hey, can you rub thy back? Can you put lotion on my legs? Can we do trade a foot massage? Like it doesn't yes. even have to be like anything with expectation, right? It just right. Be open to allowing something to change, something to shift, something to be new and fresh. Indeed. I have one more question for you mm -hmm. sure. um, before we go into the technique. Cause we are still going to do that, right? Yep. Yeah. We yeah. can totally okay. go into it. Yep. I'm good. Okay. So you mentioned about we, how in, you know, primarily we go into heat as women and then the man chases it. Right. So how do you work with women who have been through menopause who are no longer quote unquote going into heat? Yes. So the menstrual cycle is just one, one of the ways that we go into heat, quote unquote. It's one of the elements that affects our sensual energy, but there's others. So there's three main things that affect our turn on and our sensual energy. And it's good to know them. So the first one is um, cycles. There's yearly cycles, there's monthly cycles, and there's daily cycles. So the yearly cycles are the seasons. We tend to be at our peak of turn on around springtime, you know, which kind of matches, right? In most places, um, flowers are blooming and people are starting to wear less clothing and it's heating up and new life and, you know, all of this. Then summer, the, the sensual energy kind of dips a little bit, but then goes back up in the fall and then goes down to the lowest in the winter, which kind of makes sense, right? We're often like hunkered down and wearing tons of clothing and this and that. So if you're aware, like, oh, it's springtime, you know, I'm, yeah, my sensual energy. The monthly cycle has to do with the menstrual cycle, which is less pronounced in women that have gone through menopause, but it's still there to some degree, right? I mean, as we're heading toward, we're ovulating, it's at, the, it's at the highest, then it goes down, comes back up before menstruation, then we bleed and it goes all the way down. So just paying attention, like, oh, where am I at in my cycle? What time of year? The daily cycle is morning time. We tend to have more sensual energy. So you can kind of, you know, if you think about it, if it's like morning on a spring day and, you know, if you haven't, gone through menopause, you're ovulating, you're likely to have more sensual energy. Totally. Yeah. The second piece is situational. So we can put ourselves in situations that increase our turn on, like it's way more of a turn on to be like you were sharing, you were dancing with Allie last night, being in a room full of women dancing sensually. That's a turn on as opposed to sitting at the DMV, you know, like waiting your turn under the fluorescent lights. You're like, this sucks. You know, you're not likely to be turned on. So just paying attention to like, what situations am I putting myself in? Are they a turn on or are they not? 
And then the third is called volitional, which means as human females, the way our brains work, we can actually turn ourselves on. We can deliberately, even if we're like sitting at the DMV in the dead of winter, feel deliberately, like feel our genitals and like squeeze and push out a little bit. And Ooh, there's my, there's my genitals. This feels good. And you turn yourself on, you know? (laughs) So we've got a lot of power. And, and so I wanted to lay that out. And so if you're, if you're, have you gone through menopause, I know a lot of very turned on women that are past that point. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. I love that. That's a great answer. Yes. Squeeze your genitals everywhere, ladies. <laughs> yes, and push them out. You know, you, yeah. all of them. Yeah, but that's a whole yeah. other. Well, this is a nice segue into the techniques. So why don't awesome. I bottom line awesome. that? Yes. So a really great way to start experiencing extended orgasm is a, it's a clitoral stroking technique. So that's what extended orgasm is. And well, there's a particular seated position, you know, if the typically the woman would be laying down on her back and the guy's sitting up by her side and she has her legs spread and supported by pillows, he's clothed, you know, there's a certain hand position where he's using his left index finger and, you know, there's a whole, you know, much more than I could get into in this little amount of time, but just to say there's a whole technique and seated position and it's really designed for optimal comfort because you know how it is when you're trying to like be sexual, but you're uncomfortable because you're like holding up your leg, you're, you know, whatever. So comfort, you can communicate clearly. And often when we're stroking ourselves or someone's stroking us, it's often towards a goal, like have an orgasm, right? So we recommend having a pleasure orientation. So the strokes are rhythmic, but slower, lighter than you would normally go. And you, you can stroke and build what we call peaks, you know, rather than like a straight shot up, you know, to get to the orgasm, you know, you might try some strokes that are lighter and quicker, and then you might you know, kind of alternate and use like firmer strokes that are more slow. And you're like, at the same time, pushing your genitals out, which is like bearing down or having a baby, that motion, not too hard, but it's like the opposite of the kegel, right? The squeezing, you push out, you're doing this stroking, use lubricant, everybody use lubricant, even if you lube up really naturally, because the prolonged stroking can create micro abrasions and that very, very sensitive skin of the clitoris. And you just kind of play with it. You know, there's, there's more to it, but this is a very good beginning. And you want to just in your mind realize at the beginning, it may not feel like this traditional peak climax orgasm I'm used to, if you're used to that. It's much more subtle, but if you practice it and you, you know, get good at it is kind of the wrong way to talk about it. But if you really practice it, the peaks are much higher. It's longer. You have more orgasm in that state of extended orgasm than in the little over the edge. So that's in a nutshell, the technique. 
Mm. So are you, so you're saying, you know, get yourself comfortable and whether you're doing this yourself or with a partner, but have kind of a continuous play around it where you're doing this on a daily basis to kind of keep it going. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit lost on that. Is that what Yeah. So when you're practicing it, we recommend, um, you know, 15, you know, between 10 and 20 minutes to practice it. You know, let's say you're with your partner and you're like, okay, let's play with this for a little bit, you know, and then you, you would stroke the clitoris in a, and then the, well, I'll get into the communication in a second, but you would practice it for anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. And then you can go on and do whatever else, you know, maybe you're done and you get dressed and you go to work, you know, or you engage sexually more or you do whatever, but it's a practice that, that can be done in like a container. Got it. With no, no, uh, expectation of coming to climax necessarily. Right. No expectation of getting anywhere. Now, if you really, you know, the possibility is if you really get into extended orgasm, you can transition into, I mean, that extreme pleasure and like out of control feeling in the involuntary contractions, it's happening continuously over time. So it's really amazing, but you, you know, you want to start where you are and, and just practice it and there's nowhere to get, you don't have to go to something sexual afterwards. It's a good place to start. You know, we have like one day, three hour online classes about the stroking technique and things like that oh, that people awesome. can join. And yeah, we, and we show a demonstration video so you can see oh. it being done and yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. So oh, it's this easier. Is this yeah. is good. And, and I'm understanding that you offer free consultations. Yes. Yes. Anybody listening, if you think you might want to learn more about the work Erwan and I offer, I recommend a free love life consultation. So, you know, it's a period of time you and I will hop on Zoom or on the phone. We'll get personal. You can tell me anything you want about your love life and sex life and goals or challenges or desires. And I'll coach you a little bit. And then if it looks like we can support you, I'll lay out the different ways we work with people. Our work is all offered online. Um, we have weekly group coaching classes and private coaching and extended orgasm intensives and, you know, all sorts of stuff for people. Um, and, oh, the way to set it up, there's two ways. One is you can text our school. So the number is 415-308-9580. That's 415-308-9580. I'll send it to you. And then I'll also send you a link to put in the show notes if you prefer just to click a link and fill out a form to set it up that way. And I'll give you a link to the orgasm course too, you know, for people who are like, I don't need a conversation. I just want to check this out. Awesome. <laughs> you can sign up for awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that all in the show notes. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? Well, this was just super fun, you know, and I think if there's anything I could leave you with. It's that, that, that you're, you are very pleasurable, you know, very naturally we're sensual, we're pleasurable as women. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to access that. And it's my pleasure to support women in that. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And you deserve it. Hello. Mm -hmm. you deserve it inherently inherently yeah. yeah it's yours you just have been denying it because of different programs and things that we've thought 
were true and maybe not anymore. So um, yeah. I personally invite you to go put yourself in situations, regardless if it's in the DMV or outside of nature and start <laughs> touching yourself centrally or allowing yourself just to like be aware of your sex organs and the beauty of the curves that are you and love it all. And you don't even, you can just do it behind your clothes. Like no one even has to know, right. But you're turning yourself on throughout the day. I love this idea. So go have time with yourselves. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have choices, right? We can choose to drudge through the day and be pissed off and be a victim and mm. get mad about it. Right. Indeed. <laughs> or we can like go, wait a minute, this isn't working for me. What else do I would, would I rather be and have and do that in this moment? So uh, mwah, mwah. much love to all of you. Mm. Much love to you. Thank you so much, Elisa, Alicia. Yeah. And uh, I'll look forward to our continued conversations. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, before you go, just a little reminder that we are all in this together. We have everything we need. We have the tools, the techniques, the inner wisdom to rise up, to bring more light and greatness to this situation, to this planet and to our lives. So I am here for you. Click the link below and get yourself con uh, scheduled for a complimentary consult. And let's do this together. Let's figure out what it's going to take to help you find that place within yourself where true healing resides, because you have it just like I did, just like Naomi did, just like all the other people I've interviewed have had this turnaround in their life and this healing rise up within them. You have it, and I am so honored to be able to help you find it. Click the link below, and let's get you scheduled for your complimentary consultation so you, too, can be a part of this amazing team we call life. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Biohack for Women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.